Good day, people of God here on the Hub of New Mexico, and if for God's Glory Alone Ministries, I'm Pastor Dewey Modi. Well, this morning I want to share with you on the letter side a little story here that my friend Robert Lewis, Pastor Robert Lewis, shared with me. At a picnic for a Catholic school, the mother superior stacked a pile of apples on one end of the table with a sign saying, Take only one apple, please, because God is watching. Take only one apple, please. God is watching. Now, on the other end of the table was a pile of oh, delicious cookies on which a second-grade student had placed a sign that said, Take all the cookies you want. God is watching the apples. <laughs> now, that, that joke doesn't really have anything to do with the message today. Take all the cookies you want. God is watching the apples. <laughs> That's a great one, isn't it? Thanks to Pastor Robert Lewis. And uh, here's another story for you. This does fit in today's message. And today's message will become a series of messages that I'm going to do on where do you and I fit in? Where do you fit in? And it's based on Mark 14, 43 through 65. Mark 14, 43 through 65. So I want you to read that. So here's the story. I recently came across a funny little article that listed several things that would be bad to say to a police officer if you ever get stopped. Hey, officer, you had to have been going over a hundred miles per hour to keep up with me. Good job, dude. <laughs> Which one are you, Andy or Barney? Hey, gee, officer, your eyes look a little glazed. How many donuts have you had this morning? <laughs> well, you know, even if you know me a little bit, you know that I'm a firm supporter and respect police officers greatly. You know, and saying the wrong things to a police officer can produce negative results when you get to the courtroom. And of course, refusing to speak to a police officer can also cause you great difficulty. We are to respect fully our police officers. In our text today, Mark 14, 43 through 65, in that text today, Jesus is confronted by the cops. You know, there are certain things he said and certain things he didn't say that will be used against him when he gets to court. He and his disciples were in the garden, and Jesus had been in a very intense time of prayer. And as you may recall, Jesus had asked his disciples to stay awake and keep watch. But they kept falling asleep. At some point, a large crowd of angry, violent people arrived and a man who had previously been known as a disciple of Jesus was leading the way. And his name is Judas. And no doubt you've heard of him, right? Judas? This crowd of people that we read about was actually considered policemen of sorts. From time to time, they were called on by the government leaders to help keep peace in violent situations or potential violence. They were very similar to our modern-day reserve officers. The government leaders expected trouble when they were, went on to arrest Jesus, so they made sure they had plenty of backup. They weren't going to take any chances on losing him. As you recall, Jesus had already met with the disciples and shared the Last Supper, at which time he pointed out the fact that Judas would betray him. Then Judas ran out from that place and obviously went to inform the leaders where Jesus could be found. Now, there are several important things that took place in the garden later on that night, 
and we will touch on some of those. But what I really want to focus on right now are the actions of the people who were supposed to be followers of Jesus Christ, like you and I. As we consider their behavior and our behavior present day, we will categorize them in three different groups. And after we consider each group, I want you to ask yourself, where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? When it comes to my life and my actions, how I live my life, which group do I best fit into? Mark 14, 43 through 50. Mark 14, 43 through 50, please read it. Did you identify with the first group? I call them deserters. And nobody likes a deserter. They're weak. They're afraid. And when times get tough, they take off. The weak take off. In verses 48-49, Jesus is basically protesting the way they came to arrest him. And after he spoke a few words to the mob, verse 50 tells us that everyone deserted him and fled. Everyone is referring to his disciples. Everyone deserted him and fled. What would you have done? What would you have done? That behavior describes our first group of people. For the sake of the message, we're going to refer to them as the carnal crowd. And what does it mean to be carnal? Having a worldly mind focused on the obvious in this world and having no vision for heavenly things. That's much of the world now. Think about it. The disciples had spent the better part of three years with Jesus. Night and day they listened to him and observed his behavior. That's like listening to Christian radio 24-7 and you still behave badly. And then when it gets tough, you run away. They had walked with him and talked with him and watched him perform healings and miracles. They had seen him demonstrate God's power and they had heard him describe heaven's glory. And yet they took off. I scared little children. They took off. They were scared. Weak. Wouldn't you think the disciples would have had more confidence in him by now? Why did they take off? Why did they run away? Why do pastors quit the ministry? Why do teachers quit teaching and leaders quit leading? Why do people quit going to church? Why do people quit walking with God and become members of Satan's club? There are two basic reasons why people take off, and we'll start there. Next week here on the Hub of New Mexico and at For God's Glory Alone Ministries, I'm Pastor Dewey Modi. May God bless you and yours forever and ever.